Today is Friday, October 7th, coming up on the war at home. Trial has begun this week for five members of the Oath Keepers, including their leader. Amongst the five, one of many charges they're facing, seditious conspiracy. So we're going to jump into that today. Also in our Nice Try segment, a River Valley High School has canceled its remaining football season after a video goes viral of students making a prank which looks like a mock slave auction. Yes, you heard what I said. Yes, you heard that right. Also in our Nice Try segment, did you know crackheads are better than police? Well, that's at least what Senator Kennedy thinks. Yep, we're going to get into that too. Also, protests have been raging in Iran for weeks after the death of Masa Amani a woman who died in custody of the moral police for improperly wearing her hijab. Yes, the story sounds just as bad as it is. We're going to get into that. Look, people, we've got a lot to cover and very little time to do it. So let's get started. Kick that mew! This is the war at home. I'm Mo. The trial for five members of the Oath Keepers including their leader, Stuart Rhodes, is underway. These five individuals are facing major charges related to the January 6th insurrection, including seditious conspiracy. Opening arguments began today. Here is the story. Five members of the Oath Keepers facing seditious conspiracy charges for what they did leading up to the riot. These are the most serious allegations from the Justice Department in a January 6th case so far, okay, because of those seditious conspiracy charges. All five have pleaded not guilty. And today, during opening statements, we heard a new piece of evidence from prosecutors against the Oath Keepers, including audio from just days after the attack. In it, the group's founder said his only regret was that they did not bring guns to the Capitol. Earlier today, a motion by the group for changing of venue was denied by the judge. They tried to claim jury bias. This is the largest trial to date regarding the January 6th insurrection. One charge in particular holding a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. And I think I speak for myself and most fair and rational minded people. When I say, it's about goddamn time. Oh my God. It's insane. It took this amount of time to try to finally point the fingers in the direction they need to be pointed. They jumped from this senator to that senator to this senator to, to oh, uh, Antifa. Antifa? What? It was Black Lives Matter. Okay, Black Lives Matter, but elections don't matter. You see how silly that shit sounds when you say it out loud? Okay, look. To be really serious for a second, it's about damn time. These people are whacked in the head. Like, really? And this, is, and this isn't even everybody. These are the people that they were able to round up. There's still so much that needs to be done. There's still so many people that need to be taken to trial. People, let me point something out. I keep calling it an insurrection because that's what the fuck it was. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not open for interpretation. 
This was an insurrection. A group of people tried to overthrow the government. Now, we can argue to what capacity they tried to overthrow the government. We could argue like how much they wanted to overthrow the government. We could argue when they wanted to overthrow the government and they decided to overthrow the government, what did they want the government not to do? We could argue that. But notice, in parentheses, I say, they tried to overthrow the government to, they got to be serious, they tried to overthrow the government because they didn't want something to happen. The peaceful transition of power and their uh, almighty leader, the Tang Orangutan, kept pushing this lie and continues to push this lie because he wants to run for president. He wants to run for president again. And I, for one, a know a small part of me, a small part of me, hoping he runs again. That was comedy gold. The sheer level of stupidity that that man put out on a day-to-day basis was fantastic i mean i laughed my ass off in between the panic attacks i was having when i realized some of the shit he was doing was terrible terrible just horrible shit horrible horrible shit and i know there are gonna be some uh, uh people uh you know some uh people you know that might you know might not look like his uh, his voter base, you know, that want to shuck and jive, and we know who I'm talking about, on behalf of this individual and try to play up some positive things that might have gone on during that presidency. Okay, while completely ignoring all the negative shit that it went on during that presidency. Come on now, let's 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 be real here. These people are. A symptom of a disease. These people are a symptom of a serious illness. Now you could say it's mental illness. You could say it may be a sexually transmitted disease, but it's still an illness. These people are a symptom. Okay, these people have problems. The people have a problem. The people are whacked in the head. I just want you to know that. And I'm not trying to be an ass, but it is one of my one of my major, major positive points. I'm just saying this is a step in the right direction, but it doesn't need to be the only step. This one trial, duh, it needs to be like one of many and we need to start stacking them up and hopefully we can see a few senators. A few sitting United States senators, because if you heard the murmurs during the first wave after this BS took place, then you know what I know. Possibility, whenever we, whenever, whenever they get them things finally drop, we might be able to see some senators on trial with the rest of these animals. But I digress. But I digress. This is a positive, positive, positive thing, but not positive because, again, one of these charges, 20 years in prison. 
And uh, I don't know if you ever been to prison. I have not. Don't have no interest in going. But for those of you who have been, what was that like? I just want to know, is it true what they say about people who are missing an eye? Because I heard there was something. You know, let me stop. I'm, I'm playing. I'm, I'm fucking around. All right, look. But yeah, so this is the trial and this is what's happening. And hopefully these people get what they deserve. I preferred, of course, the uh, more traditional act now of, uh, you know, treason. Even though this is a lesser version or a lesser charge, it's, it, it leans towards treason. This whole charge, quick history, this whole thing is like a lesser version of treason, you know, because the... You know, the penalty for treason is actually death, you know, or fine. But I'm leaning towards death. I'm just saying, if we want to if we want to stick to like if we want to stick to the laws of the land and stick to the Constitution and stick to all this major stuff that makes this country so star spangled awesome. Let's stick to all the ugly stuff, too. So just, you know, so just that's just that's just my opinion. But anyway, to take a serious, serious note, once again, this is major, and hopefully something comes of this, and hopefully that something is putting these people behind bars, and people like them get the message that in the country that you claim to love so much, you are not above the law. Oh boy, but that was our first story, and our next story involves... Herschel Walker. Yep, you knew this was coming. According to an article by the Daily Beast, a woman has come forward to say that during a relationship with Herschel Walker in 2009, they conceived a child, a child in which he asked her to get an abortion for, which he paid for, according to the woman in the article. Here is more information on the story. According to the outlet, Walker was not married at the time, but told her it would be more convenient to terminate the pregnancy, saying it was not the right time for him to have a child. The report then going on to say that while she shared that feeling, what she didn't know is that Walker had an out-of-wedlock child with another woman earlier that same year. But also, reportedly, not only did this woman say that Walker encouraged her to get an abortion, she also claimed that he reimbursed her for the procedure and she brought receipts, providing them with a $575 receipt from the abortion clinic, a bank deposit that included an image of a signed personal check from Walker for $700 and a get well card Walker gave her with an H that matches Walker's autograph and explaining the $125 difference by saying that she ballparked the price of an abortion after researching the procedure and added costs like travel and recovery. Also, if the receipts weren't enough, the outlet also said it independently corroborated details of the woman's claims with a close friend she told at the time and who, according to the woman and the friend, took care of her in the days after the procedure. Currently, Mr. Walker is threatening to sue the Daily Beast for defamation claiming that the information in the article is defamatory. And I think I speak for a lot of people when I say, is anyone really surprised? I mean, come on now. This is the same guy who said he was in the FBI at one point, which was horseshit. I mean, I could say it's a lie. I could say it was inaccurate, but let's call it what it is. It was horseshit. It was pure doo-doo, excrement, shit. Same person whose ex-wife 
also pointed out that he seems to have a few uh, few sandwiches missing out of his picnic basket. Where in an interview, she talked about the time where he put a gun to her head and said he was going to blow her brains out. Okay. And the same individual who has consistently demonstrated not only his weak character, but lack of character. So this don't surprise me. My real, real problem is the fact that this might not do very much to his campaign. A lot of experts are saying that this is hurting his campaign and this is a lot of things about it. Uh, is You know, this is one of many things that could really derail his campaign. But then I realized the current climate of politics, particularly on the right, this might not hurt his campaign. I mean, again, this is the type of lowbrow garbage that seems to be pandering to the GOP side. Don't get me wrong. The I mean, come on now. The, the Democratic side is not the poster child for great politics, seeing as how they can't agree on being right about anything. But this is just another example of the great amount of garbage that these people who are for law and order, for the traditional family, and for marriage are always okay with. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just speaking from the perspective of someone who finds Herschel Walker and a lot of people like him morally repugnant. And maybe I'm being a bit biased. So instead of just my words, listen to the words of someone who knows him very well. No, not his wife. If you want to hear what his wife had to say, you can watch the interview, which I believe was a Dateline interview from a few years ago. Or you can see the Lincoln Project's ad that was run about Herschel Walker nah, a few weeks ago, but someone who knows him really well, his son, his oldest son, it turns out. So this is what he had to say. I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker, had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know my favorite issue to talk about is father absence. Surprise, because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time, because it affected me. Family values, people. He has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? I have a silent lie after lie after lie. The abortion card drops yesterday. It's literally his handwriting in the card. They say they have receipts, whatever. He gets on Twitter. He lies about it. Okay, I'm done. Done. Everything has been a lie. And so for the right to say I'm being suspicious for saying, hey, I'm, I'm done with the lies, when you all have been calling me saying, is this true about your dad? Gosh, we're not going to win Georgia, this candidate. That's been you. You have no idea what I've been through in my life. You have no idea what me and my mom have survived. It's messed up when someone you don't really like or agree with on a political level is honest about someone you don't like or agree with on a political level, or in this case, on a personal level. Now, these are the words of his kid. One of many, apparently. Okay? These are coming from someone who, as some people on their uh, part of the uh, 
post and one of a few posts he put out just recently pointed out that, oh, but you were there supporting him this point and you were there supporting him. Yeah, okay, he was. But that doesn't mean that anything he says is any less true. As someone who has come a long way from a lot of really negative things that got me to where I'm at, and I'm still working on it, one thing I've learned, damaged goods always knows damaged goods. And uh, in spite of uh, his uh, rhetoric on social media, it's pretty obvious he's damaged goods. And looking at the parenting, at least on one side, I, I don't know anything about his mother, so I'm not going to speak on her. Are you surprised? Now, look, everybody, a lot of people, myself included, have pointed out the obvious hypocrisy that this individual spoke about when it came to being there for your children and take care of your kids and you know, all those little videos he did on social media. But, I mean, he's not completely wrong given the fact that that's his upbringing. Or maybe maybe there's more to that. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to agree with this individual on mostly anything. And yeah, I'm probably going to hear some dumbass story about him tomorrow and say, yep, this guy's an idiot. But in this particular case, I have to sympathize with this person and all of his siblings given that their father was a piece of garbage. Well, not was, is a piece of garbage. Well, we can just add politician to the list. He also went on to say, We could have ended this on day one. We haven't. I haven't told any stories. I'm just saying don't lie. Don't lie on my mom. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. Y'all should care about that, conservatives. And then for people on the left, to act as though I'm responsible for all of the things that he has done. I've talked about Father Epps, I've talked all these issues because they've been close to me, because they matter to me, because I went through it. That's why I've talked about it. So when you say, well, talk about your dad, but I am. I'm saying this behavior is atrocious. Don't come for me. You don't have to like my father. You don't have to like me. You don't have to. I'm just saying I'm done with the lies. We were told at the beginning of this, he was going to get ahead of his past, hold himself accountable, all of these different things, and that would have been fine. Go ahead. He didn't do any of that. Everything's been a lie. Everything's been downplayed. Everything's been cutting corners. The whole thing. And who, who is, whose expense is that at? Me, my mom, as we're chased down by the media, uh, we're, we're terrorized, all these different things. Uh, uh, people are questioning my authenticity. I'm done. Don't lie. Don't put this on me. You, this is a candidate issue, not a me issue. I wouldn't have spoken out if there weren't all these lies every day. The important part of this story, if this isn't important to you at all, is Herschel Walker's a piece of shit. Okay, Herschel Walker's a piece of human garbage, and there is a constant, 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 I keep saying it because it's true, constant flow that demonstrates that as a fact. But as somebody 
once said, Cognitive dissonance is a hell of a drug. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break. And we're going to come back with our next story. So stay tuned. This is The War at Home. I believe in life. I'm a Christian. I believe in life. I'm a Christian. I believe in life. I believe I believe from the womb to the tomb. That's where I've always had believed. What's up, everybody? Hopefully, you're enjoying the content. And if you are, please don't hesitate to share, rate, review. Tell everyone you know and as many people as you can about the great content from, of course, us, the Night Shift Network. Look, if you want to donate, you can donate to us directly through Cash App. That's Food for Thought 99. That's our Cash App handle. And again, the more people listen, the more people share, and the more people help this show along. It doesn't just keep the lights on. It eventually buys some bigger lights. Building this thing into something special and hopefully building this thing into something great. Please do not hesitate. Do not hesitate. And I cannot stress this enough. Do not hesitate. Don't just let us know how you feel. Let the people who don't know about us know that you're enjoying the content. Remember, we are with you, and you are with the Night Shift Network. And we are back. We are in this bitch like a fetus. Back like we never left. So, you know, this story, you know, makes me think about something. It's something that I heard when I was younger that really, really, really has me thinking that this is the perfect time for that. So, here are some wise words I heard when I was a kid. You know what time it is? This is Nice Try. Motherfucker. Yep. This is turning into my favorite segment, my nice try segment, where I get to highlight stupid. I mean, what else can you call it? For instance, this story comes out of Yuba City, California, where at the River Valley High School, some of the football players thought it would be funny to make a mock slave auction. I don't know. I don't know why they thought it would be funny. Maybe they saw that they were doing a reboot of Quantum Leap and thought, hey, you know what would be really funny? But uh, this is a little bit more information on that. So check this out, and uh, we'll come back in a second. Yeah. Yeah, I know. All right. So here's a little more context to the story. According to an article by the Grio, the viral video was posted on September 29th in Yuba City at the River Valley High School in Yuba City, California. The video, which shows members of the football team pulling a prank on the black members of the team, by making a mock slave auction. The video was shown to school officials and the students that were involved have been suspended. Yuba City United School District Superintendent Doreen Osumi called the video unacceptable and deeply offensive and said in a statement the following, 
Quote, following discussions with the students who were involved in the unfortunate and extremely distressing incident at River City High School, I can confirm that those who participated will not be playing the rest of the season. That violated our student-athlete code of conduct, which they all signed and committed to follow. And that will not be ignored or minimized. As a result, we do not have the necessary number of players and must therefore forfeit the remainder of the season. So, that happened. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really know what to say about this. Um, I found out through some research, a lot of those kids in there were seniors. So that was their last chance to really play football at that level before they would have all had to graduate and move on from the school. So because of making a stupid joke and because of wanting to make a stupid joke, they basically took the last little bit of time they had to really be young. That space and time where you can be young and do dumb shit right before you get to that uncomfortable age where you're not really old enough to be an adult, but not young enough to act stupid without some kind of consequence. Well, more severe than this. I mean... Personally, I think they got away easy. I mean, I, you know, given the circumstances, I'm, I'm assuming that they probably know that by now. Look, funny is funny, jokes are jokes, but some things just aren't funny. Look, we're going across the country. I can highlight state after state after state after school district after school district after school district, after school district, that is trying to outlaw history itself. That is trying to outlaw the teaching of history. Okay? What is trying to take away the ability for people to even discuss these kinds of things. And, again, they're dumb, and they're young. They're teenagers, alright? Teenagers, these adolescents, they're all stupid. They, they, they never, they don't start to either fully mature or start to understand this stuff until they either put in a bad situation like this or, you know, consequences way too heavy on the asses and they can't, uh, they can't say, uh, I didn't know because you don't read. Okay. Now, obviously they understood the weight of what they were doing because all the students that was up there were black. All right, you look at the video, all the students up there were black. Now, okay, this doesn't lessen it, but let's say some of the other kids that weren't black because there were kids in there that were not black. Let's say they were all standing up there the same way, okay, maybe making mocking poses or doing some dumb stuff. It wouldn't, it wouldn't lessen what was happening, but it wouldn't clearly come off as, well, some racist shit. Now, I'm not saying it's racist shit. I'm not going to assume it. But, you know, it's good evidence to it. To lessen how serious it is, is to lessen the idea that they didn't know what the hell they were doing. I mean, come on. 
So it's a coincidence. It's always just a joke. So all the people standing up there were black. The only people that could do a prank, slave auction, whatever, it had to be the black students. Like you, you, you nobody wanted to join. Kind of show. Oh, it's just a prank. Let's all go over there. Ah, we we joking. We kidding. It's it's it it, it, we're, it's, it's, it we're just kidding. <sighs> I remember when stupid was regular. Remember, stupid was just regular. Stupid was normal and average and regular. Like, like you could get away with being stupid. You know, you don't know something. You don't know something. But ignorance is something special. There's a difference between being ignorant and being stupid. And now they're going to have plenty of time to learn that for the rest of the school year. But we're not done. You know what time it is. This is Nice Try. Motherfucker. 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 Yep. So Senator John Kennedy had some choice words for people who hate cops i mean i mean i mean who what else can you do i mean with police brutality and all these woke leaders running around who can you call who can you call oh i got an idea no 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 instead i'll let senator kennedy let you know insert audio right here You stupid bat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. To be honest, I'm impressed. I didn't think anybody that with the uh, GOP could have those many brain cells shooting at one time to have such a pretty good sense of humor about something as serious as crime. Ah, but hey, I've been wrong before. Look, in all seriousness, I think we're ignoring the obvious job market that this jackass has opened up. I mean, come on, between George Floyd, between uh, Sandra Bland, between Breonna Taylor and so many other people in the last few years that police just seem to, I don't know, just seem to have this weird, this weird allergic reaction that always ends with people getting murdered that strangely look black. Why not call a crackhead? You know, if you get the right one, you can, I, I know a dude right now. He will scrape and paint a whole house for fifteen dollars. Not even kidding. It won't even won't even won't blink won't excuse me, won't blink or even bat an eye. He will do it, Jack. I mean I mean, I mean who the hell can you call at this point? We got people putting children in handcuffs and we got uh people in these uniforms and them constantly finding some way to degrade or erase the fact that the person they're dealing with is a human being. So I suggest we do that. Matter of fact, I'm going to start a whole organization. It's called Crackhead for Life. So we're going to get crackheads. We're going to get a 1-800 number. And anytime there's a serious, violent situation or some other situation that the police aren't here for because god knows we don't have taxpayer money to fund the police and all these damn uh woke politicians running around thinking that oh man i mean what's going to happen with police accountability and 
such such low morale because these people have to be held accountable for when they fuck up. I mean, what will we do? What can we do? My only question is, where is this level of interest or concern for the people of Louisiana? If I remember correctly, Louisiana is one of the poorest states in the country. Now, if I'm wrong, correct me. But if I'm, if I'm right, which I'm pretty sure I am, and also, if you don't believe me, there's an article that details this. I believe it's by the New York, yes, I believe it's the New York Post. They did an article recently, this was just a few months ago, about how after Hurricane Katrina, the white areas of Louisiana have been, you know, have rebuilt, but the black areas have not. I don't know what it is about these people who seem to always disconnect their reality from the reality of the rest of us. There is a special, special place in hell for people like this who would value people who choose to do a job over the people that those individuals have to interact with. I'm not saying that being a police officer is an easy job by any means. But guess what is a harder job? Not being a police officer. Being a person that also works a 12-hour shift or a 9-hour shift and doesn't have to worry about getting shot at. Statistically speaking, there are jobs way more dangerous than being a cop. But for some reason, we keep coming back to, but what about the police? Here's an idea. Quit and find somebody else who can balance the difficult, difficult, difficult thing of being a police officer and being a human being. All right, folks, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we are going to jump into our next story. This is the war at home. What's up, everybody? Hopefully you're enjoying the content. And if you are, please don't hesitate to share, rate, review. Tell everyone you know and as many people as you can about the great content from, of course, us, the Night Shift Network. Look, if you want to donate, you can donate to us directly through Cash App. That's Food for Thought 99. That's our Cash App handle. And again, the more people listen, the more people share, and the more people help this show along. It doesn't just keep the lights on. It eventually buys some bigger lights. Building this thing into something special and hopefully building this thing into something great. Please do not hesitate. Do not hesitate. And I cannot stress this enough. Do not hesitate. Don't just let us know how you feel. Let the people who don't know about us know that you're enjoying the content. Remember, we are with you, and you are with the Night Shift Network. All right, people, we are back, and we are at our final story. And our final story is extremely important, because our final story is about a woman named Masa 
Amini. Her name is extremely important because of what unfortunately took place just a few weeks ago. The 22-year-old was arrested in Iran a few weeks ago. And while in custody of the moral police, she ended up somehow in a coma and eventually passing away. Her death has sparked outrage amongst the people of Iran and protests that have gone on for weeks. Here is more information on the story. Women in Iran set their headscarves on fire in fury. They are tired of the morality police beating them up and the Islamic Republic leaders who police their every move. Their protest is sparked by the death of this woman. Her name is Mahsa Amini and she was just 22. She was arrested by the morality police in Tehran earlier this month. They said she wasn't wearing the mandatory hijab or headscarf properly. The security forces have released this CCTV footage of Mahsa in detention. It's heavily edited. Suddenly, Mahsa collapses. The authorities say she had a heart condition, but eyewitnesses say she was beaten up in the police van. She's taken to hospital and ends up in a coma. A few days later, she's dead. Women cry death to the dictator and wave their headscarves at her funeral. The inscription on her gravestone reads that she's not dead. Her name will become a symbol and live forever. Mahsa was Kurdish, but protests are spreading across Iran. A woman stands calmly in front of a water cannon until it has to reverse. And here, a police motorbike is set on fire. The woman filming shouts, look, we've got nothing, but we made them run away. As Mahsa's family predicted, her name has already become a symbol, a symbol of resistance. Yes, this is troubling, to say the least. This story is terrible. And the reaction from the government of Iran has been even worse. Trying to classify the protesters as some outside group or some organization trying to undermine the government. Doesn't that sound familiar? Look, in all seriousness, this story, and I, I try to be politically, as politically correct as I possibly can when it comes to stories like this, international stories like this. But I'll just be frank, this story is fucked. This is ridiculous that in the year 2022, this is normal. I mean, it's not normal to us because we live here and we judge as a lot of us are prone to do because we live on this side of the world. But on that side of the world, that's normal. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it good, but it's normalized to the point to where there are also counter protesters to what is happening and it's sickening to think that even though 
there are plenty of reasons why this should not be even an argument and why this should never have happened it appears that that's not the case she was a 22 year old she had who knows how much of her life ahead of her and the fact that it was so easily taken like this over something so benign and so simple. And again, respecting culture and trying to respect things connected to different cultures and things like that. But please, when the culture that you have or the culture that you follow is so important and so needed to be acknowledged or respected that it somehow seems suitable to harm someone for something so benign. It's not a culture. It's a cult. It's sickening. It amazes me how there are so many things about this story that are wrong and terrible, but At the same time, this is normal. For them, this is normal. The people that live there in Iran, this is normal. Just imagine what this country would look like if even for a second, the idea of the quote-unquote moral police existed in a place like the United States. It's amazing how detached we are from the plight of other people sometimes. You have all these people here talking about America, make America great, and this, that, and the third. But outside of this country, it's a bubble. This, this, this place we live in is, is, is a bubble. This had no reason to happen there was no rhyme or reason for this except this was broken a law that shouldn't even be a law through things that are man-made and again a lot of these things in these areas are strictly around a lot of i'm not going to even get into a long philosophical uh diatribe about it but at the end of the day, this 22-year-old girl lost her life for something that she didn't have to lose her life for. If there's anything that you should take away from this story is that these things still happen. In the year 2022, you can still be murdered by people. And un- and uh, forgive me, and unfortunately, it's not for the reason of self-defense or you were trying to protect someone, you can still be murdered for something so benign that it's... I don't know what to say, honestly. It's flabbergasting to think that these things are happening. I mean, the saving grace is that 
There are people who are still trying to fight for this and fight to put an end to this. But in a place like Iran, to be realistic, but not to sound cynical, that's an uphill battle. You've got to go through centuries of stone and dogma in order to chip away to find the humanity of the people who live there to understand that this should not have happened. And this isn't right. People, this is yet another example of when someone says it could be worse it really could <sighs> but here we are folks we are at the end of our show always like to end the show on a positive note you know something light and cheery to get everyone's spirits up in all seriousness people I want to thank you for listening I want to thank you for you know coming back to this oh and before we go i want to throw this out there we are officially on instagram you can find us on instagram the underscore night shift network where you can find clips of this show and different articles and opinion pieces like just my perspective new shows coming soon believe me but as always i've got to leave you with something very important the truth needs no defense, so don't waste time arguing with a fool. Justice is a right, not a privilege. And no matter how long the battle may seem or feel, we can never give up the war at home. Thank you for listening, and be safe. Now here's a real goodbye on about 15. Her great-grandmammy was a die-homie queen. Just look at her face, she sure ain't homely. Like sheep in the Bible, she's black but comely, bit him in. Gonna start at three, can I hear three? Step up, Jance, take a good look, see, cause I know you want her once you've seen her. She's young and ripe, make a darn good breeder, bit him in. She's good in the field, she can sew and cook. Strip her down, Roy, let the gentleman look. She's full up front and ample behind. Examine her teeth if you got a mind, bit him in, get him in. Here's a bit of three from a man who's thrifty. 325, can I hear 350? Your money ain't earning you much in the banks. Turn around, Roy, let them look at her flanks. Bid them in. 350's bidding, I'm looking for four. At $400, she's a bargain, sure. Four is the bid, 450. Five, $500, now look alive. Bid them in, get them in. Don't mind them tears, that's one of her tricks. 550's bidding, who say six? She's healthy and strong and well equipped. Make a fine lady's maid when she's properly whipped. Bid them in. Six, 650, don't be slow. Seven is the bid, gonna let her go. At seven, she's going, going. Gone. Pull her down, Roy, bring the next one on. Bid them in, get them in, bid them in.